Podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become uncommon. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm back with my brother, Seth Ralston, for another edition of Coffee Conversations, in which our staff will talk about some hot topics in the culture, as well as answering questions from our members. Seth, how are you? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Yeah, round two. Let's get it. And Seth, uh, one of our audience questions this week was, what impact has USG had on your personal and professional life. So I think we should definitely, to answer that question, hit on the NYC Impact Weekend, which happened about two weeks ago, uh, to really answer this. So just for you that you guys that don't know, a few weeks back we traveled uh, to the Big Apple with 11 of our Academy participants for one of our Impact Weekends. So Seth, talk to our listeners about what exactly happens on these Impact Weekends, what's the purpose of them, and then what was the impact of these weekends on our participants. Yeah, for sure. So for those that don't know, we uh, have our USG Academy where students go through an eight-week training, uh, really training them up how to live uh, a life called to Christ, Mm -hmm. um, both professionally and spiritually. So navigating those two areas of their life. Uh, These impact weekends we do for a year, Mm. um, yeah, every quarter. And uh, it's really bringing people together to, to put into action what they learned through the academy. So uh, we've done uh, several so far in the past mm-hmm. year and a half. And uh, yeah, we had an opportunity to go to New York City. Uh, as you mentioned, 11, 11 people came together. We had just an awesome group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed right in the heart of New York City, right off of Times Super Square. Cool. And uh, yeah, the, the, the things we do on the weekend, so we start Friday afternoon and just kind of dive into it, uh, spend really a ton of time connecting, building relationships. Everything we do is relationship focused. And mm-hmm. so allowing our students to connect, uh, we did a social event that night where Super cool. we had, uh, visitors from, from local, uh, sports teams. We had mm-hmm. a group from St. John's and, uh, people within Madison square garden yeah. and, uh, just an awesome group gathered together. And then the, the action piece of it, we really uh, train our students to, to live missionally. So mm-hmm. we, we focus on what it looks like to, to live called um, and to, to glorifying God. And so mm-hmm. we did outreach. So we went through uh, Central Park, actually. And, and, uh, and, and so every, every impact we can we do, we find an opportunity to go out and serve, mm-hmm. um, walk around, pray for people, talk to people. Um, and so it was just a huge, huge uh, experience for these students to get yeah. out of their comfort zones. That's really what it's about. Absolutely. Um, you know, God calls us to, to be missional. And so usually the first step of that is just to get uncomfortable, mm. um, to do something that you're not used to. And so it was really, for me, it was really impactful to see our students step up to the challenge, mm-hmm. um, 
to, to go out and talk to people, to pray for people, yeah. um, to even share their faith with people. That's super cool. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, we do some professional development. Mm. Uh, we got to hear from uh, Andy Birdsong, who is a strong believer, works for the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nets. Yeah. And then we got to tour Madison Square Garden, which was uh, kind of a cool, super cool. Uh, way to wrap up the, the weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I love these weekends. I think it's super unique for the young professionals because it does put you out of your comfort zone in, in a spiritual sense. Um, I mean, you think about just the, the rarity of an opportunity to not only be trained on how to share your faith, mm-hmm. but actually go out and do it, right? Yeah. In New York City. I mean, it's. Um, I remember my first weekend trip was to Atlanta almost a year ago now. Um, and it was my first week on staff. I was super nervous, but I mean, it was a cool opportunity. But we did outreach um, in downtown Atlanta, and it was even a little intimidating for me coming on staff. I'm, like, leading the group, like, man, I don't really know what I'm doing, right? But it was cool, and it put me out of my comfort zone, and we had some great conversations. And every time I think I do it, I feel like I get more comfortable, and practice makes perfect. So I think it really does put you out of your comfort zone, but it does teach you, you know, what does it look like to share my faith, to, you know, walk up to somebody and, hey, uh, you know, can I help you with it? I got a bag with some stuff. Like, <laughs> I want to share with my, my faith with you. Like, yeah. the more you do it, the better you get at it. So I think it really is, you know, something that is unique. You're not going to find an experience like that anywhere else, not to pat USG on the back, but it is something that I think is very unique and a good challenge. Um, and even just, I've been blown away. Some of the students, I think, are better at it than me. Like, sure. I'm out there. I'm like, man, I, that's great. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. That, that that conversation starter, the way they they dove, dove into that conversation, um, and even Nick Fairley, one of the students we had um, in New York, he was, I mean, awesome kid, but he really stepped out and was you know, living on mission the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. It was it was incredible, and um, I love to hear Seth. I don't know he shared a story with you uh, about kind of an interaction he had in Times Square. I'd love yeah. to hear and just what happened there. Yeah, we uh, we were wrapping up our our Friday night, heading back to the hotel. Kind of diving into our last session, I noticed Nick wasn't in the room. And so he, he showed up like 20 minutes late. And so we kind of, you know, checked yeah. in with what was yeah. up. And uh, he just shared that he had been praying for an opportunity uh, that night to, to share his faith. And on the way mm. back in Times Square, uh, a guy came up to him and just confronted him, had a conversation. And uh, immediately that the conversation jumped to faith and he got mm. to share the gospel with him and pray with the guy. And, so cool. Um Worth <clears throat> worth being late for uh, yeah. the last session, definitely. Absolutely. So it was really cool to hear him, uh, yeah. just the testimony he had of, of um, just being intentional mm-hmm. and looking for that opportunity. Yeah, he even mentioned, too, I thought it was so so unique just to hear how kind of how he worded it, but that he was walking through Times Square and felt bad for the people because they were so lost. And I'm like, man, when I was walking through there, I was like, I want to get out of here. Like, this is like too much for me to even handle. So yeah. I think that mindset of just really thinking through, you know, hey, man, like there are a lot of lost people here. Can I pray to ask God to bring me one lost sheep that, that's mm-hmm. prepared to hear the gospel? And yeah. the fact that it actually happened, I mean, it shows the Lord's faithfulness, but it shows Nick's as well of just desiring to share. So yeah. I think going back to the weekend portion of it, it is a very uncomfortable thing sometimes to share your faith in that way. Um, but we really want our, our students, our young professionals, our GAs, the whole, the whole crew that, that, that's on, on, you know, on mission with us um, as a ministry, we want you guys to live called uh, to the Great Commission. We'll talk more about that later in the episode, but it's, it's a very serious calling as a believer. Um, and I think 
there's so much power in doing that. And I think what we offer as a ministry is the, the tools to be able to do that, mm-hmm. um, which I think is special. So that's what I would say is a huge part of the, the impact weekend. And definitely was cool to see Nick and, and his faithfulness there. Yeah. Everything we do, I mean, you know this, but everything we do as an organization, it's not, we create really cool experiences and opportunities, but mm-hmm. everything we teach and, and are about are things that you can do every day. So yeah. that's, you know, the impact weekend specific, like, mm-hmm. yes, we structured a, a outreach event and we structured time to mm-hmm. share meals together, but everything we do, you can do back home yeah. on campus in your community. Yeah. And so, um, that, that mission focus being intentional, mm-hmm. uh, being called to, to the great commission is, is something that it's not just a weekend event or a yeah. short term mission trip. It's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, no, it is. And even a quick plug, I know we use the impact bags, uh, as we go out on those outreach events and we put, you know, yeah. mask, deodorant, uh, dental kit, a granola bar, uh, a little prayer card, a, a mini study Bible. You can request one of those boxes and you can actually do a very, you know, mm-hmm. copycat version of, of what we do on the outreach uh, on the weekends in, in your campus or with your organization or with your friends or with your church. So quick plug there, you know, if you definitely enjoyed that, then request a free impact box. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to uh, bring in one of our USG members and board members, uh, Jalen Stone. Jalen is an assistant equipment manager at the University of Michigan, and he has been doing a really cool initiative over the past few years. He's doing it this year in which he raises funds in honor of his late friend, John Michael Schultz, to offer a scholarship for one of our USG mission trips overseas. So Jalen, welcome. And I'd love if you don't mind sharing just a little bit of what impact did USG have on you and your desire to live mission focused? Yeah, uh, first of all, Noah and Seth, thank you for uh, having me on today and uh, letting me uh, share a little bit of my background and my story with USG and mm-hmm. uh, to talk about uh, my friend John Michael. So I appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, listening to you guys talk about the Impact Weekend in New York, uh, that was super uplifting yeah. to hear the story of uh, of Nick in Times Square. That That is awesome. And yeah. something that Seth said early on in the conversation there that really, uh, really stuck with me mm-hmm. was uh, – everything that you guys do on these impact weekends is uh, relationship driven. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that being a part of the USG Academy and being a part of the uh, organization in general has really uh, helped me see over the last few years is uh, for myself personally, breaking down this idea of, mm-hmm. uh, of religion and, uh, mm-hmm. and being more relationship based and, mm-hmm. you know, relationship based with, between myself and Christ and myself with yeah, others. And sure. uh, so when Seth said that, everything is relationship-driven, that mm-hmm. it really uh, struck home with me there. Uh, so I appreciate that, guys. And uh, in regards to how USG and my experience with the Academy and with the organization has kind of challenged me and helped me kind of be mission-focused, mm-hmm. uh, as I was kind of preparing for this conversation today, I went back, Seth, and uh, broke out my... Uh, my notebook yeah. and my uh, purpose-driven life book uh, <laughs> from the uh, from the training that I did a little over a year and a half ago, and uh, just kind of looking through that and some notes I had made. And on day 31 of the training, uh, the the chapter of the PDL that day is titled "Understanding Your Shape," mm-hmm. and uh, the verse of the day for day 31 in the book there is First Peter. 
chapter 4, verse 10, that says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I went through the training program. Uh, I think we believe, I believe we started December, the first week of December 2020. Yep. And uh, kind of went into January and February of 21. Mm. And I remember Christmas 2020, I was at my mother-in-law's in Chicago going through the training. And I remember getting to, to this week and uh, the day 31, the uh, understanding your shape and really being kind of challenged mm. uh, through the process, through the training program mm. of using different gifts and opportunities that mm-hmm. God has blessed me with to further his kingdom and to, you know, to use those gifts to steward, to steward God's uh, yeah. kingdom here on, on earth. And um, so began praying, well, God, what are some of these gifts that I can use? How can I use them? Mm-hmm. And began thinking, what, what do I spend a lot of my free time doing? Mm. And one thing I enjoy doing is uh, running. I enjoy running for many reasons, That's for cool. the mental challenge it is, for the physical challenge it is. Yeah. I just really enjoy running. And uh got to thinking, I was like, well, I, I run a lot. So I'm spending a lot of time physically exercising in this way. How, you know, what can I do to, to use that to further God's kingdom and to be mission focused? Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, Seth, I don't know if you recall, but I think I sent you and, uh, James Morrison, a text message over at Christmas break, yeah. telling you guys this, this idea that I had that uh, God had put on my heart, I'd been praying about. And this idea was uh, to go on a run, go on a long distance run mm. to raise money to, for the mission trips through USG. Uh, but I wanted it to be bigger than that. I wanted to have purpose. Mm. And uh, the thing that God kept putting on my heart was, uh, childhood friend of mine uh, named John Michael Schultz. And so I'll kind of segue in, into telling John Michael's story a little bit. Yeah. So uh, if you guys can't tell from uh, from my accent, I am not from <laughs> Michigan. I am not from Minnesota. <laughs> Definitely not from the Midwest. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Tishomingo, Mississippi, mm-hmm. a small town in northeast Mississippi. And I went to, went to church at uh, Dennis United Methodist Church. from uh, We started going to church when I think it was eight years old. And one of the uh, first individuals I met when uh, my family and I started going to church there was uh, John Michael Schultz. John Michael was a couple years older than me. So uh, we played little league sports against each other, uh, junior high sports hmm. uh, against each other. Uh, went Grew up going to Sunday school and church together played high school football together. And John Michael had a spirit of service. He, mm. he, he served God. He loved, loved God. He loved serving others. And uh, John was a great example of living on mission. Uh, John, in high school and early college years, went on uh, several mission trips through different organizations around the state of Mississippi and through our church. And, uh, I always looked up to John. Uh, he was a couple, like I said, he was a couple years older than me. Going to Sunday school together, playing high school sports together, he was, was always a positive example of what it looked like to serve others. And uh, we were in college. 
I believe it was fall 2012, John was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and uh, battled on and off, went into remission a couple times, I believe. Uh, eventually lost his battle with cancer mm-hmm. in uh, August of 2016. And uh, I think back of watching John Michael and his family and how they handled that very tumultuous time in their lives, very difficult time in their lives. And they were so, we handled it with such grace and humility. Mm-hmm. And I remember John just constantly looking for ways to honor God. And um, in our tri- at our childhood church there in Dennis, mm-hmm. uh, there is a, a new building they built in the last couple of years. Is the, uh, the building is named after John Michael. And mm-hmm. in the back of the uh, sanctuary there in the church, above the door, it's uh, painted uh, something that John always used to tell everybody was, uh, leave this place knowing you've done all you could do. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, when uh, Jesus called John to be home with him that uh, John left this earth knowing he had done all he could do and mm-hmm. that that example of the way he lived his life has just always stuck with me and yeah. it's always been in the back of my mind and uh, so when I reached out to Seth about this idea I had I knew I wanted to do this in honor and memory of John and uh, so last June I went on a run here in Ann Arbor Michigan uh, my goal was to run anywhere between 26 and 30 miles that day. I ended up running 27 miles. And what we did was uh, we had individuals pledge, you know, whether it be a dollar a mile, five dollars a mile, whatever they felt led to to pledge or donate to sponsor each mile that I ran. I ended up running Mm -hmm. 27 miles. And uh, we ended up raising, I believe, right at $3,000. And Seth can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that is uh, pretty close to the amount that it costs to fund one of these mission trips uh, that we send our students on to Kenya this summer. Correct, Seth? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, what was amazing for me seeing as these donations came in last year was all the different kinds of people uh, from different walks of life that were given. a lot of family, a lot of friends, mm-hmm. a lot of people from the church that we grew up going to. But then a lot of people that I have, you know, met over the years through uh, my career, former coaches I've worked with, uh, current coaches I work with, former athletes. I was really blown away by mm-hmm. all the different individuals from different walks of life, different backgrounds that you know, gave to this cause and helped mm-hmm. fund this, uh, fund this trip last summer. And, um, I was really blown away with that and I'm excited that, uh, we're going to be doing it again this year. I will be going on a run a little over, I think five weeks from now, mm-hmm. uh, June 4th, I will be uh, going on this run. So we are in the process of, uh, fundraising for this, uh, mm-hmm. uh on my own social media pages. Uh, I, there's several different links, to uh, give through the Clover Give app through for USG if you want to donate. And uh, you can scan the QR code mm-hmm. there. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity that you guys at mm-hmm. USG have, you know, allowed me over the last couple of years to honor and remember my friend in this way. And I'm very grateful and blessed for his family's uh, blessing, uh, his mother, Renee, uh, and uh, his father, Randy, and uh, 
his sister Jessica as well. I'm very grateful for their blessing to be mm. able to honor and remember John in this way. And uh, just uh, like I said earlier, he was just so mission minded in the way he lived his life and the way he served God and served others. And uh, just want to continue to remember him and uh, yeah. honor him in that way. Mm. Yeah, Jalen, I appreciate you sharing. I think it is, you know, so incredible. Um, just to even hear the, I think it's so unique, right? You, you think of, you know, you enjoy running, you want to use your time wisely and you turn that into a way, um, to really impact the gospel, right? Impact the kingdom of God. Um, so if you want to take part in, in what Jalen's doing, we'll have the link to donate, um, below this podcast. So make sure you click that, but Jalen, that's, that's awesome, brother. Um, and we appreciate you sharing most definitely. I think too, for our listeners, right? There's, there's really two ways to send, um, really to be a part of sending, the gospel around the world and you can be the one that goes and the one that is on the mission trip or um, whatever that, you know, that is, or you can be the one that actually funds or, or takes part in helping that individual go in Philippians uh, chapter four. I think it is Paul really unpacks his thankfulness for the Philippians because they equipped him with the goods he needed. I'm not sure what those goods were, probably food, water, whatever it might be. Um, and he actually says that, you have taken part in the sharing of this gospel that I have been given the responsibility of sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are like, man, I'm, I'm too busy to go on a mission trip. Well, there's tons of ways to fund, to support, to help allow other missionaries and people that want to serve overseas or e- even in the, in the States to be able to do that. So um, I think this uh, initiative that Jalen has is one way, but there's tons of other ways. Um, and I think those are both equally important as the ones that actually go and are called to be sent and the ones that prepare the senders to go and live out what they're called to do. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Well, Seth, you and I are headed to Kenya in a few weeks with a group of our USG members. We actually do a mission trip or two every year. It's been one uh, the past few years due to some, obviously, COVID issues and whatnot. So we've been doing one as of late. But, Seth, you have a lot of mission trip experience, a lot of time spent overseas. You even spent a year in Turkey uh, as, a, as a missionary, which is, I think, incredible. So talk to us, just kind of your experience and the impact that mission trips have had on your walk with Christ and why you feel so called to international missions. Yeah, I, uh, well, I think it goes back to being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, so my, my year in Turkey, that was uh, coming off a year that I was director of basketball operations mm-hmm. and uh, honestly was living a pretty comfortable life. And I God really got a hold of my heart, and yeah. um, I knew I had to do something. Looking back now, I had no mm. clue what that looked like, right. but um, as we talk about living missionally, I knew I needed to do something, and mm-hmm. so I, I accepted that call. I, I said yes and, and kind of opened the opportunity for whatever the Lord led and yeah. ended up overseas. As you mentioned, I think we all play a part in global missions in Absolutely. Uh, the Lord's heart for the world, and so... Um, whether we're going, we're sending, we're praying, mm. we're investing, um, whatever it may be, we play a part. And so, yeah, for, yeah. for me, I got to, to spend a year over there. And then, uh, yeah, these short-term, short-term trips are, are uh, yeah, honestly really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. it's, it's what we're about as far as sending students overseas. Yeah. It's similar to the Impact Weekend, but but really next level. Um, you know, I think... For us, we, we, we uh, as American Christians, we can really think like, oh, this Bible is talking to us as Americans, mm-hmm. or this Bible, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's speaking directly to our, our culture, but, it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not. It's a, a book written by God for the world. And mm-hmm. so 
Um, That's good. I think when it comes to missions, living missionally, like being able to step out of our comfort zones here in America yeah, and to step into a place like uh, Nairobi, Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, that, that is very, uh, very poor country yeah. um, to, to interact with people you would never interact with before or do things you would never do. We walk around in the slums and share our faith and pray with people and do mm-hmm. sports camps with, with kids who, who, live off a dollar a day uh it's just an eye-opening experience and so um so yeah really excited uh this is my third time going back Mm um yeah the the second trip with with usg and and, uh, we had an awesome time last year and i'm really looking forward to to the group this year we have a a coaches clinic we're going to have over 75 local coaches come and learn from us uh, interact with them for two days we're going to run a sports camp for a week with Uh, over 200 kids at a, a local school, and we're going to get to go into the churches and preach. We're going to do mm. a radio show. Yeah, uh, all kinds of cool opportunities for us. Absolutely, Seth. And I, I do think your point as well of we can get caught up in American Christianity, which isn't not really our fault. <clears throat> we live here, and we kind of just get stuck in it. Um, but man, it's a, it's a big world out there, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a big world, and God it calls all nations uh, to follow Him. And so I think that's the beauty of the gospel is it's not just for the United States, which we're very used to. And for me, it's going to be very interesting. I've never left the country outside of going to a few resorts in Mexico yeah. and the Caribbean. So it's going to be a, a unique challenge, but I'm excited for it. I think going back to the American Christianity point, the the things that we zone in on as believers here are, I think, kind of the first world problems, right? Like anxiety, yeah. not, not to down anxiety, I, I understand Sexual purity, again, important, but there's issues in these countries that go far beyond these base level issues that we find to be like massively important. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, sometimes it's life or death over there. I mean, if you're a Middle Eastern Christian, like it literally is life or death to, to believe. Um, so it, I think it'll be a really good perspective builder. And I think for our young professionals, right, to step out of the sports world for mm-hmm. a minute. I mean, just for for kind of a picture of how impactful these trips are. This ministry was started based on Drew Bowe's experience on a mission trip overseas, yeah, right? Totally. I doubt he would start, you know, managers on a mission without his mission trip um, that he had while he was at Virginia Tech. So I think the impact that it can have on your walk with Christ is, is crazy. I and mean, obviously for you, it's, it's an amazing thing, Seth. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I think with this mission focused topic we're having today, I, I think, just uh, it can be a big step of faithfulness. So, and like I said earlier too, right? There's there's two ways to take part in that global missions mm-hmm. um, aspect. There's supporting and funding, um, and then there's obviously the ones that actually go and do it. And another plug for USG, right? The Clean Out for a Cause program is what funds everything we do. So if you're listening and you're like, how can I help? How can I take part in? You know, I want to be the one that prepares the people that are called to be sent. Well, Clean Out for a Cause is an easy way to do that. Yeah. Um, we have a website, cleanout.org. Um, you can donate, you know, use your excess sports equipment that you have laying around um, to our store in which we obviously turn and sell those items and that funds everything we do. We're a nonprofit, so it all goes back into you know, the, the organization. So it's just a quick plug there if you're feeling like you want to take part in this idea of being mission-focused, that's one way to do so. Yeah. Most definitely. So, Seth, we're going to close with our listener Q&A. One thing we're going to be doing every episode of Coffee Conversation is taking your questions via Instagram, uh, DM, or message, and we will answer them here on the show. So we have two that we're going to talk through today, Seth. The first I'm excited about, and it is, how often should I read my Bible? So Seth, start us off. How often should we as Christians be reading our Bibles? 
Yeah. I mean, I think how often should you eat food? How often should you drink water? Um, Amen you would say that. every day. So, yeah. you know, the Bible is, is the word of God and, uh, should be the, the, the guide of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we wake up, when we go to, to sleep, this is, should be first and foremost in our mind. And so, um, now how often do we do it? Probably not that frequent, but I yeah. think how often we should, we should be in the word every day. Um, even if it's, yeah. you know, reading a Psalm <clears throat> for, for five minutes or mm. reading a whole book, in a whole afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the Lord wants to speak to us and, and yeah. the only way he's going to do that is, is if we're in the word. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I think there is, I think coming down to everything from a spiritual perspective, you have to look at the heart of why you do things. And I think there can be sort of a habitual routine we get in where it's so, you know, we're not actually doing these things like prayer and church and, and study of the word because we want to build our relationship with God. It's just kind of built into our schedule. Um, so I agree with you 100%. I think for the listener, if you already are in the word daily, take a take a look at your heart. Why? Yeah. And if you're not in the word daily, take a look at your heart and say, why? I think we can answer both of those questions pretty honestly of like, man, maybe I'm just doing it because it's so ritualistic for me. I'm not actually building a relationship with God. Um, and if you're not doing enough, why? Is there not a hunger for God? If there's not, then why? And that's not to condemn anybody. I think we all go through seasons of, mm-hmm. man, I, I really have not been in the Word. Um, and and it, can, it can be a tough season, but I think we need to ask ourselves why and then dig deep to the root. And I also yeah. want to share a verse too. Titus is a really good letter that Paul wrote. Um, it's in uh, chapter 1, verse 9. I think he gives a tremendous insight to why we should be in the Word. It says, holding to the faithful message as taught so that he will be able both to encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it. And I think as believers, we need to have discernment in what God's word teaches us. You know, I hear people ask me all the time, you know, what is God's will for my life? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm praying through it. You can find God's will for your life right here in these pages. And I think that's the beauty of, of God's word is it helps you discern between sound teaching and poor teaching and be able to contradict things that go against God's word for your life. So Obviously, yes, be in the Word daily, but do it with the heart condition of getting to know God better, um, learning who He is. God does not speak to you, and well, He can, but He doesn't often speak to you in visions or dreams or a booming voice or a cloud. I mean, it is through His Word that you learn who the living God is. Yeah. Um, and so take advantage of it. I think there's something to note too, right? And in a lot of countries, um, especially in the Middle East, there is zero access to the Bible in the church. Mm-hmm. I was watching... Uh, a video, um, David Platt, obviously a pastor that's pretty popular, but he has a whole, you know, uh, I don't know what if, it, if it's a trend or a, a company organization called Radical, um, yeah. in which they really focus on like these international missions to tough, unreached yeah, areas. Um, and he had a video on, on IG that I thought was so cool. He was sharing about a church in Afghanistan. It's kind of an underground church. They can't have buildings or, mm-hmm. you know, it's really just so, super low key. And they hide their Bible in a cave under five rocks. They like dig it down deep and they hide it there. And once a week when they meet, one of the elders of this you know, underground church goes out to this cave, like middle of the night, gets the Bible, tucks it in his coat, walks it back. And then they like silently almost whisper the word of God together for hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like that's so cool. A, yeah. that they're, 
they love God's word that much, but man, the risks they have to take and the lengths they have to go yeah. to be able to have God's word at their fingertips. Like, man, I'm taking it for granted. It's on my bedside, right? Every night I got two mm-hmm. Bibles on my bedside. Yeah. And man, if I'm not reading it, it comes down to my heart. Um, so I think the question's a great one. Um, and I think to your point daily, and I think yeah. uh, related to what I said, I mean, the heart condition of it is, is key. Yeah. So definitely. And our last question, Seth, this is a good one. Uh, it might take a while to answer, but what is the biggest lesson God has taught you so far this year? That's yeah, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I think kind of what I've been uh, chewing on is just the going back to our you know importance of Scripture. I think mm-hmm. in the the world we live in, I mean, we're seeing it right now with some some laws changing. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the need for truth, um, and yeah. so I think for me, it's Amen. it's. Uh, I think God's really been challenging my uh, my doctrine, mm-hmm. my, my what do I believe, why yeah. do I believe it, um, yeah. and and just the I think the lesson is is the importance of being in the Word, knowing what we believe, yeah. um, because That's huge. Uh, you know the, the scripture of building your house on on the rock, um, mm-hmm. because if it's not, man, your, yeah. your faith is going to crumble. Absolutely, um, when, there's, when there's resistance, when there's hate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if you're not not on the rock, then then uh, you can fall quickly. And so, just really being rooted in in what mm. I believe um, and who Jesus is, and um, has been probably the the biggest lesson so far this year. Yeah, I mean, Seth, that's, that's awesome. And I think too, there is such a need for truth for, for the for the realities of of the of who Jesus is and what He's calling people um, to be and, and to follow Him. Right? I think there's. There's a lot going on. I mean, this week there's been so much in the news, right, with with the whole Roe versus Wade stuff going on. And obviously, like, it, we as Christians have opinions on things, but I think what I've been kind of, t- for, to your point, right, is understanding and over the years of learning from experience that it it will never be your opinion that changes somebody, but the truth of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that will change people's hearts to yeah. understand um, right from wrong and good from bad. And so I think the encouragement, and I think to what you were saying, right, like, just share Jesus with people, share the gospel. I mean, people are hurting in this world. I mean, I think I've seen that too. Like a lot of people are just straight up hurting and and they don't have a whole lot of, of answers. So, um, we need to share this good news. And I think we need to really focus on that above all things and then let the cards fall as they may. Yeah, Um, for sure. I think it's an awesome takeaway, Seth. It's huge. I think for me, man, this, this might be kind of a grim one, but it's been really good for me, but I think I've been realizing how unimportant, I am, um, as a human being, mm. as, I mean, important to God, but in terms of the, the mass quantity of people in this world, my life isn't exactly, you know, as important as I yeah. make it in my mind. And I think what really is like pushed me to really think through that is like, I've just seen like a lot of young people die this year. And mm. I, I know that's tough and I don't want to like, you know, obviously put a damper on somebody's day, but even just, uh, my brother has a friend in college and I won't bring up names or anything, but as a friend in college, um, who had a brother who was hit by a drunk driver as a mm. pedestrian, and he died. Like, and he was he was younger than me, is twenty I think, twenty one somewhere in there. And it just reminds me, like James four, like what is your life? Your life's a mist. Like, yeah. we're here today, gone tomorrow. And then I think too, of a, from a deeper perspective, well, if my life and the things that I think are so important aren't really that important, then what is? And it all points back to Christ. Yeah, it all points back to what we're called to do, which is kind of what we've been talking about this whole time: be on mission. Like, if we're not preparing for eternity, not only ourselves, but others, and we're wasting our time and yeah, our lives. That's good. Um, so for me, that's been my biggest takeaway. I think I just, I really don't want to waste my life. I don't want to, 
you know, get to heaven and be like, man, I was so focused on X, Y, Z when I could have been focused on what I was called to do. Yeah. Because um, you never know when your last days are. And I think even from a, a more personal perspective, right, I have family and friends that don't know Jesus. Why am I wasting my time on things that, you know, aren't preparing them for eternity? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not, not having conversations with them? Um, so you never know when your time's up. You never yeah. know when God's going to call you home. Um, and don't be afraid of that. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, say you should fear death. I don't like, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. And obviously that's, uh, that's a win for the believer. Um, but use your time on earth wisely, um, prepare for eternity. I think we oftentimes just lose sight of those realities when we get apathetic spiritually and it, it can be a huge danger. So for me, that's been a huge takeaway and it's, uh, it's kind of grim, but I, I do think it's been, yeah. it's been helpful for sure. Well, Seth, as always, man, it's a pleasure being here with you. And for our listeners, if you have questions, like we'd love to answer them. Um, shoot us an Instagram DM, Twitter DM, um, whatever is, is easiest for you. And look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern Time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.